0: Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Santa Claus Lane. Santa Claus a He's a and
1: girls Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. And Merry Girimas, one and all. I'm Matt Harrison, and you are listening to the Giricast Cast. On Sport Direct Radio. And more specifically, you are listening to our Christmas special. On today's Christmas podcast, we'll have some groans about our game against Legrones, But otherwise, we'll try and keep things chirpy for our festive special. We have Christmas wishes from friends of the podcast. Some Christmas music. An interview with a former Malaga player and club legend. And a few other... Christmas treats along the way. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. So I'm joined by Christmas Marquez. Chris, how are you?
2: Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm joined by the little... Uh, yeah.
1: Is he excited for Christmas?
2: Marquez. <laughs> he is. He uh, just got a slide. So he's uh, been uh, the whole day.
1: Excellent stuff. And then I'll try and make a Christmas pun for you, Alex. I struggled. You've got a choice. What What would you rather? Alex Dashermore, because I think there's a reindeer called Dasher, isn't there? Or Alex Ashmorey Christmas?
3: I quite like the first one. I think the first one. We'll go with that one.
1: Yeah. I, I tried to think of one for me that wasn't just Chris Matt Harrison, but uh, the only other one was Chris... Oh, sorry, not Chris. Matt Herodson, but I I don't think I'm evil enough to be Herod, so um, I will leave that. We'll we'll leave it there. We'll we'll resort to our usual names. I thought we'd do a little bit of Christmas punning to start with since that's what we're going to finish with when we try to put together a Malaga Christmas 11 later. But as always, even though it's a Christmas special, we will start with the usual stuff and we will start with the news. And again, on a Christmas link... Chris, we will be playing Real Oviedo twice in the new year, but one of the games is going to be on Three Kings Day. Um, is that exciting, playing on Three Kings Day?
2: I think we could have better draw the uh, another, um, another team, but uh, I think it will be exciting because I always like to play against Oviedo.
1: Yes, and we play them twice that week, both at home. Um, Alex, any idea why this game has a certain little bit of significance to me?
3: Um, It wasn't the first game you saw Malaga. Well, Oviedo wasn't the first opponent you saw.
1: No. Chris, any ideas?
3: Um,
2: Isn't it because one of your favourite football hosts, (laughs) uh, podcast host, is uh, is a fan of Real Oviedo
1: well that's cool too yeah Sid Lowe's a fan of Oviedo but more specifically I saw Malaga play away at Oviedo on King's Day last year it's weird isn't it we've got them yeah yeah I was there and they were um they were sort of you know setting up the parade and everything through the street and I thought oh I didn't realize everyone was so excited for Malaga to come into town but apparently it was for the three kings um so
2: yeah so and, and we, you thought you thought gay pride is early this year,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why all these men were in fancy costumes, but <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: uh,
2: why, why would they why would they dress up like old men?
1: Well, depends what you're into, I suppose, doesn't it but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, I just thought it was a bit weird that we've got uh Real Oviedo again on that day at home this time um, but you know. It was a, well. I'm going to talk about Oviedo a little bit later as well, but I won't. I won't spoil why that is. But yeah, um, obviously we've played our last game of 2020, which the game against Leguionez, which we'll talk a little bit about in the next part. But we do start the year against Albacete on the third of January, which I believe is a Sunday, and then we have a midweek game against Oviedo at La Rosaleda, and then we play them at La Rosaleda on the Saturday as well. So. Um, a you know, three games to start 2021, which hopefully will be a more fun year than 2020 has been. But that's it's not really much else to talk about there, I don't think. But let's go into um, the other bit of news that's come out over Christmas. Uh, Alex Gonzalez, Alex Ashmore, tell me about your namesake Alex here. Why are we talking about so, him? So,
3: yeah, he obviously uh, against Almeria, Ivan Calero uh, was. Ruled out for the rest of the season with an injury, quite a serious injury. And as a replacement, uh, I was doing my my research earlier, and he he can play as a right winger, but his main position is a right back, which is a good replacement for Ivan Galero. He's played most recently in Spain. He played for Mirandes, played for Huesca for two years. So he's got experience in the Spanish leagues, uh, which is something we, we need. And uh, I believe one of the one of the main reasons is he's looking to get back into that Venezuelan squad. So he is one of the, uh, he's touted to be uh, one of Malaga's January signings.
1: And Chris, we we do like Venezuelans, don't we?
2: I I think we have shares in Venezuelan football <laughs> at Malaga. Maybe we own it.
1: That'd be good. Maybe
2: yeah. we own the. <laughs> well,
1: as you know, no, I, that sounds owning a country. <laughs> Well, Donald Trump tried to buy Greenland, didn't he? So maybe maybe Altanis or tried to buy Venezuela at some point. I I don't know. But um but as you know, I do own a Venezuela shirt, so the more Venezuelans play for us, the more I feel I'm justifying that purchase. Um and is, also is,
2: is is your love is your love for Mejillas already starting to grow as much as it was for Juanpi?
1: Uh no. But I do like him. Oh. I do think this... I does,
2: like him as well, yeah.
1: I think he's... Um, I seem... You know, th- you know. correct me if I'm wrong. I seem to remember his debut being a bit sketchy. But I think he's improved every game since or generally. And, yeah, I like him. Um, you know, he's no quampy to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like him. And, you know, there's been Rondon as well. You know, a Malaga legend. Another Venezuelan. So... That's all cool. A bit unusual, Alex Gonzalez, coming from Dinamo, Bucharest, who, when I saw the name, I, it reminded me that I once saw Dinamo, Bucharest, play Hart in Lee's Sports Village, which I, I'm not sure if Chris will be aware where Lee is, but I, actually, I don't know. Alex, are you aware where Lee is?
3: The name rings a bell. I know they have a rugby team, yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: it's more, it's sort of nearer. Wigan Bolton area, but they have um they have a sports village where for a brief period Man United were like their academy team played at the stadium, and for some reason Dinamo Bucharest played Hearts in a pre-season friendly there, and so we went to watch it, and that's, they, that's the first time I thought about Dinamo Bucharest when I saw the name this week. Since then, um...
2: I, I I don't know. I I always found Hearts uh, one of the most beautiful names for a football club ever.
1: Well, they weren't very beautiful that day. They got beat. I think it was 5-0. But um, yes, I, I, it is a cool name. But I, I'm going to be careful because there's a guy that goes in my local pub here in Marbella who's a massive Hibs fan. So just in case he was to listen. He's, and, and he's a chef in one of the pubs here. So, you know, I wouldn't want to go there and him spit in my food because I've said nice things about hearts. So... But it is a it's a cool name. I will leave it at that.
2: Um, but uh, but it's it's a shame you're saying just half of the name. Heart's of Midlothian. Yeah. Ah, altogether, I don't know. It sounds very, very okay to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I've been to Hibbs, and I, so I've not been to Heart. So Hibbs got me first. So, but I don't want to cause a you know a ruckus amongst the folks in Edinburgh on a Malika fan podcast. So I don't really think there's any other news this week. Um, Oh, the other thing I just threw in quickly, um, because after I sent the agenda out to you guys, is uh, Javier Tebas, I don't know if you saw his interview yesterday, and uh, he was asked about fans going back into stadiums in 2021, because obviously... Uh, quite a few Premier League grounds have started letting fans in and he sort of looked a little bit, well, the way he answers was like, what are you talking about? As if to say, he didn't say no chance, but that's how it translated pretty much. I think he didn't come across very expectant about it. I don't know if either of you guys have heard anything different, but I
2: I, I watched the news and uh, from what I'm seeing, it's not going very well with the COVID situation.
1: No. I just I can't see there being any fans in La Rosa later until at least the start of the 2021 22 season. But just in case, you know, I feel that's a very pessimistic um, way to end the news. What do you think,
3: Alex? I think it'd be too soon. I do think we've been in the UK, we've been we've made the mistake of trying to get back to normal too soon, we try to make changes. It's something that the people want, but it's not ready we're not ready to do that. And you've seen mm. I believe it was yesterday the UK had thirty six thousand cases, so we're clearly not ready to start doing that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um and,
3: and you 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 tried to make changes, but you made a whole uh, own version of your uh, of the coronavirus, I believe. Yeah, we we've got our own strand. Um I think we're we might try and sell them in the January transfer window, <laughs> but no no country is wanting yeah mm. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, um, so there you go We're talking about no fans in stadiums And then um, a mutated form of COVID Which is not a um, very optimistic way To start this podcast And, and we're just going to talk about a nil-nil draw as well So I promise you we'll get more cheery as, as it goes on But it's going to get cheery right now, Chris uh, You tell me, why is it going to get cheery right now Just before we end this new section How are we going to end it?
2: We're going to end it by, um, by a very special guest because I thought, you know, um, like a half year I came up with a crazy idea to start a podcast and um, uh, I posted it on the, on the Facebook group of uh, Geary Army and um, one guy, it's one of the first comments on it was, wow, I was thinking the same thing and it was you it was- and we didn't know each other by then. Um, Later on, Alex joined us. Um, we put a lot of time in it, and um, uh, I'm kind of proud. And uh, from a small group who are uh, who didn't know each other, and uh, I think we we all became good friends. And um, I thought I wanted to uh, do this, make this last podcast of the year because next time we taking a week off, I wanted to be special, uh, just to thank you guys for doing this. With me together and um, for being on GiriCast and putting so much time in it. So, um, I asked a friend of mine, a singer. His name is Jeffrey Van es. Um He's on here. Um, I asked him to sing, and um, here he is. Welcome, Jeffrey.
1: Go, Jeffrey. Woo!
5: I'm glad to be here at the podcast GiriCast. I hope I say it right. We're going to sing a little song, a Christmas song. I hope you enjoy. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice He's gonna find out who's not your nice. Santa Claus is coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping And he knows when you're away. He knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not bow, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town, let's go, come on! You when you're sleeping And he knows when you're awake He knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake You better watch out, you better not cry You better not bow, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town You better watch out, you better not cry You better not bow down, tell you why Santa Claus is coming I mean the big fat man with the long white beard He's coming to town
1: Okay, so we are going to talk about Malaga's last game of 2020, even though it it sort of pains me to do so because it was, I was going to say, a pretty dull nil-nil, but a a very dull nil-nil, apart from maybe one or two major incidents. So we'll go into analysing that. But I'm sure we'll all agree it was a a nice touch at the start with the Calero T-shirts. Yeah, great. Animal Calero
3: yeah it was a good thing i think it's it's never nice for a player to get injured especially for that length. and it's nice to show that public show of support and get you know get the fans also involved even though they aren't there, they're watching on the tv you can really see that it, that, it, that it's a team
1: yeah and also the thing that's um well that's that's probably the most important thing chris that they are all in it together but just from all their posts and things like that and the way they've talked this past Two weeks. He seems a remarkably popular character in the dressing room. I think Calero, because I know um, we sort of we spoke about him last week and said like he sort of I suppose he's won us over almost. He's been quite good generally, but we weren't so positive at the start. But I think sometimes you forget that these players do have a an impact off the pitch with the players, and he seems popular. So obviously, as we said last week, we we hope he comes back fitter and better and. Happier than ever.
2: Sometimes we maybe forget, and um, because we uh, uh, want to win every week, but maybe we sometimes forget that Malaga um, has a completely new team. They nobody knew each other before this uh, uh, month of August. Yeah. So it's it's pretty amazing, and for me, they are really the uh, revelation of this competition this season. Um, because they got used to each other so quick, and there are a real, there's a real team standing there off the pitch and on the pitch, that really amazes me.
1: Yeah, and I think we've spoke on this podcast numerous times, haven't we? About um, this was always going to be the case this season, where Malaga we're going to have to rebuild a whole team, and at least Gaspar sort of, you know, didn't he he thought about it, and I'm sure Munoz was part of the thinking process as well, and Pelletier, and they've gone, right, if we need to create a new team, let's not just go, let's take this player, let's take this player, let's take this player, they've gone, right, let's get the local lads, we've got a good young team, let's get, you know, the likes of Iscasi, and um, like, Uf, who's from the area, and then getting people like Munoz, who is uh, still young, but on loan, and is a local boy, and you know, there's, there's logic behind why this is happening, I think, so it's, Again, we've said it before, but amazing credit to everyone behind the scenes that's put this team together, and it's just a shame, really, that there's not a crowd behind them in the stadium, although there is certainly a crowd at home behind them. Um, And you could argue, I know we'll probably say negative things about this game shortly, but this game was perhaps a, a good example of that team spirit as well, because you could argue that it never really looked that much in doubt. They were going to get a nil-nil, but we'll talk about that maybe in a yeah. second. Um, Starting eleven. It, we we'll...
2: it also it it also has been a difficult year for people in the offices of Malaga. Of like course. on every department, uh, shops closed um, at the office. A lot of people got sacked. Um, I think we need to thank them all because they're all doing an amazing job. Because um, we only see the first team, but there's a. Like a lot of employees who are working uh, hard uh, week by week to uh, f- make it all together, so I think they all deserve to uh, deserve a big thank you from us.
1: Yeah, most definitely, and I'd like to think as well that um, just from afar, uh, gauging the you know the character of this squad, I think these players know that as well and know what they're playing for and know that you know people have. Lost their jobs and maybe fighting to get the team back up there and back to some normality. So, you know those people and may have lost their jobs might be able to come back sometime in the near future, but we'll we'll see. Uh, anyway, back to, back to the game. Starting eleven, Alex. Um, I don't know if was there any strange this year, but uh, the only other work, the only perhaps slightly strange when Chavarria Chavar- not starting, but maybe not quite fit what did you think at the start of the starting
3: 11 yeah i guess it was it was one of those ones you know you hope that he can come back sooner but then you don't want to rush him back because we need him to be ready for you know the big games come later on in the season so i think i'm happy for him to sit out as long as when he comes back he's fighting fit i think it's maybe something we rushed back with echam uh, as well i think that that's something that we maybe been a bit too quick and i can't we can't afford to do that with uh, Chavarilla. so i think yeah and I was also happy it seemed like we moved back to a four-four-two, Although, you know, we didn't play too well. But given the circumstances, I think I was happy to see uh, Ramon and Munoz back in that midfield too. And definitely also uh, Joaquin Munoz on the right. Um, I'm not so sure about Christian playing up top, but, you know, I guess he can drop back into that midfield. So, you know, it's certain things that, you know, need to be worked on. But I think overall, it was I was happy with the formation and the, the squad selection.
1: Yeah, and what about you, Chris? I think uh, Alex has spoke well about the Chavaria being rested there and obviously Saar starting and maybe we'll talk a bit about Orlando Saar shortly. But um I was gonna mention defence. We had David Lombard and Iscasi as the centre backs. Uh Mejias Mahias again, um, on the bench. Um and I was gonna I was gonna ask about Juan What what's going on with Juande? Is he just not fit?
2: He just came back from injury, so um he's not fit enough to
1: play a match. Hmm. Yeah, because you'd you'd imagine it's between you'd think he'd be the first centre back on, and if yeah. I was if I was going to pick another centre back at the moment, it'd probably just about be Iskasi. But um, I don't know. Any any other general thoughts on the starting eleven, Chris? Or was you quite content with it? Well,
2: um, I was surprised by Chavarria, but then I found out that Chavarria couldn't play because he had a a small injury. So, yeah.
1: okay, there was a. Well, let, let, let's, let's ask the question then before we talk about this game. Alex, was was this the worst Malaga game of the 2020-2021 season so far?
3: I think performance-wise, we've got to take into account the fact that we were down to 10 men and we rallied together and we didn't concede a goal. Then also we've got to consider the opposition and I wasn't too impressed with the opposition. So in terms of End product and all that. I think, yeah, probably one of the one of the worst performances. I think games like just, sorry, sorry Alex, I car. should I
1: should reword that question just to be clear. Maybe I, I meant as in the game as a spectacle. I don't. I, I wasn't sort of being overly critical of Malaga's performance. I meant as a was this the dullest game to watch? I suppose was um, yeah. Uh,
3: no, I think other than. I mean this is gonna sound quite controversial, but I thought the Girona game was quite dull as well. Mm. Although we got the win, we did what we needed to do. This game was uh yeah, probably the worst in terms of entertainment and neither team offered nothing. Like neither team offered anything in the attack and defence, you know, they didn't really have to do much really.
1: Yeah, well actually I I, I was trying to think of what had been a duller game. And I went back through our fixtures, and I well our results, and we had a nil nil against Las Palmas, and I was like, "I can't even remember that, but so I' sure if that was duller. um, I know we did a podcast about it, but um Chris, i think
3: yeah i I don't I think early on in the season, we can excuse the sort of lack of entertainment because you know the the team's sort of getting to know each other. I know they still are, and they're still gelling, but I think this sort of stage of the season. And, yeah, we did have 10 men for most of the game, but I still think we should be offering more.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Chris. Was this the Dallas game you've watched of Malaga so far this season?
2: It was one of the dullest matches Malaga played, but I don't believe it was um, uh, Malaga had any fault in it. I think there was one person, or maybe four, I don't know how how many there are in uh,
1: VAR. I don't know, yeah, I think there's... there's Actually, I don't know how it works in Spain. I know in Britain there is about three or four. Um, yeah, well, in Stockley Park. I don't know what the Spanish equivalent of Stockley Park is. That that's a good question. I'd like to find I, out. I,
2: <laughs> I, I, I really don't know, but awful, awful. And it says a lot that we have to end the, this um, this year uh, with a match like that. I, I think it says it all because we have been. So unlucky. Well, I don't know. Is it unlucky or is it just it? it we it, it costed us a lot of points because, let me say, Giannis Romani was on fire Sunday, mm-hmm. and and I, I'm sure that if he didn't get sent off, we would have won the game easily.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. They were they were generally in control, weren't they? So. Um, as Chris has led us to it now, let, let, let's talk about it. So, Yanis uh, Romani, about midway through the first half, sort of turns to chase the ball. I think, and sort of, well, we'll discuss whether he did. He, he does make contact with his hand into a opposition player's face. Whether you think it's a punch or whatever, we'll discuss in a second. But Malaga go to take a free kick, and then about a. Two minutes after the incident, maybe a minute after the incident, VAR says to Mr. Referee, I think you should check your screen. And he checks the screen he gets sent off. So Chris has sort of outlined his opinion. And I'll come back to you explaining more in a second, Chris. But um, Alex, what what are your general thoughts on this red card? Do you think it was correct or not?
3: I think it was the correct decision. Uh, Looking at the replay, I looked at it quite a few times. And you can clearly see, although it was a... you know, a trailing arm and maybe, you know, it didn't look on purpose. You can still see the elbow bent and come back and hit the uh the Lourdes player in the face. So I think deserves the sending off and potentially deserves a longer ban, maybe a five game ban because stuff like that you shouldn't be doing on a football pitch. It's, you know, leave that for the, for the octagon and the ring for the UFC.
1: Right. I know Chris will jump in in a second. So I'm just going to, because I think Chris is going to have a very different opinion. So I'll give my opinion and then I'll go back to Chris But I think I'm going to fall in the middle of both of you there because I don't agree with it should be a lengthy ban like you've said, Alex. But I I do think when they put it on the screen again, I did put my head head in my hands. I think he's going to get a red card here because I don't think when he turned around, he thought, I'm going to punch this guy or hit him in the face or whatever. But I I think he sort of, and a bit like Alex said, I think the important thing was... He bends his arm and there is intent there, I think, even if it's like that split second. And in my head, when I look again, I watched it a few times, I think he almost went to hand him off, almost like you would in rugby when, you know, you hand off when someone's trying to tackle you, which obviously you can't do in football. But I I don't think he turned around with intent and was sort of going, I'm going to punch this guy. But also his hand was high. I, I think it was probably just about a red card but I don't think it deserves anything particularly harsh. But I, I have a feeling Chris is going to have a different view from what he's just said. So go on, Chris. What uh, Do you disagree?
2: Well, the, uh, first of all, the Logroñez player makes the foul. Uh, the first foul. foul and um, yes, after that, I, I agree. That his, his arm is too high. Uh, but from what I see, from my point of view, there's definitely no intention to hit the player. I don't even think he, he, he had his arm there on purpose. It is stupid to have your arm there. Um, but I don't see any purpose in it. And I can understand you will give a yellow card for it, but not a red card. It's just... It, 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 it came out of nowhere.
1: But this is the... Um, I think it's the issue is... Um I think in again, I think I said on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, forgive me, I'm no I don't revise the referee rule book every week, but I think the word intent is not as much of an issue in there or not as not as big a deal in there as people think. So I think it's I agree, Chris. I don't think there was I think there is intent to like the split second almost. Which is instinct almost. But I, 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 I don't know. It's a tough one. I I think I was annoyed at the time, but I think having watched it back, not during the 90 minutes, it's, it's a really tough one, I think. Um,
2: I I don't know, I love to watch English football, and um, in England you have to kill somebody before you can get sent off.
1: But no, um, I think at the moment that'd be a red card in the Premier League as well, I think they're so... Really? Yeah, yeah. the way VAR is at the moment. Well, I think you're right in a way, Chris, I think maybe a couple of years ago, no chance, but... Um, I would argue there's very little difference at the moment in well, I, the way I was it,
2: watching. I was watching Liverpool last weekend, and I saw some fouls. Well, I, I saw some fouls which the ref didn't see, and it was like like pretty big mm. fouls. Like I think the difference is still there, and I think that's okay. the that's the that's the beauty of of English football.
1: Yeah, maybe I suppose the maybe like niggly decisions in the middle of the pitch where, you know, it's not a last gasp tackle and maybe you do get away with them a bit. well, actually, this, Alex, you're a fan of Yeovil, which is obviously a bit further down the leagues. Sorry to say that. Um, but it's, I know there's a perception that things are a bit more blood and thunder the lower down the leagues you go. Um, would you agree what Chris says there? Do you still think there is a difference between Spanish and English or British refereeing?
3: I think yeah, there's definitely that obviously something that you've got to take into account that generally English football's been that sort of lower quality and when you have a lower quality you've got to allow for maybe a heavy touch and then a sort of late tackle. So you've got to take those things into account and then just in general English football's always been known for that, you know, rough and ready sort of you'll always have that player that's gonna stand up and you know, shoulder barge you a bit too hard or stand on your toes at a corner and and one thing I think as you go down the divisions, you probably notice this compared to the Premier League and the Championship even, just even that one division below, the the refs are a lot more lenient with the tackles, I think. The Premier League is a bit more strict on what players do and I think that might be the fact that you've got these stars like Kevin De Bruyne and back in, a few years ago with Eden Hazard. And But one thing it did remind me of was uh, quite a while back, I think Real Madrid were playing Manchester United in the Champions League and don't know if either of you remember this, but when Nani, the ball was going over the top, and Nani went to control it with his foot in the air, but Modric was behind him, and he caught him in the face with his foot. And obviously, Nani yes, wasn't to know that Modric was there, but he got sent off for it because obviously, you know, you can't kick someone in the face. But then there's that argument: he didn't know he was there, so could he have done anything mm-hmm. about it?
1: Yeah, that's, um...
3: you know <laughs>
2: what, 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 I found, what I find what I find funny is that uh, um, uh, most Spanish players wouldn't make it in the English League, in the Premier League, just because it's harder. No, it's
1: that's wrong. I disagree.
2: The, the lying... On.
1: Yeah? Because I think you could argue that in the last decade or so, Spanish players have been some of the most successful. I, I yeah, say, not all of them. Not all of them, of course not, but that's the same with any nationality. That's the same with English yeah. players in the Premier League. I think I'd argue... Um, I I don't know, I'm trying to think why it would be but if you look at like Santi Cazola tiny little player he can look after himself in the Premier League David Silva can look after himself in the Premier League these little players can do it um, I suppose Danny Ceballos is a a bigger fella than those two he's not at his best at the moment Nacho Monreal um, I'm not saying every Spaniard's going to make it but I mean um, I think they're doing I think it's a, a successful Crossover at the moment, and that's why it's more. And than if ever. we
2: turn it around, English players in
1: Spain. Well, that's that's a big question, isn't it? Because um, that's I can think of any. Well, there's been Michael Owen. Um, you could, yeah, if you're going to go British, you have got Gareth Bale. Um, and there's been there's been very, actually one of the one of the very few successful ones, I suppose. You've got Gareth Bale, who I'd say is successful. Gareth who? Gareth who? Right, oh, right. Shut up. Nah, joking. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, this, that, that's a bit more of an anomaly. I, I don't know why that doesn't work. Um, the one that did work, actually, is Steve Archibald. I don't know if you know about Steve Archibald. They went um, from Aberdeen to Barcelona, and they love him in Barcelona. He played for Terry Venables at Barcelona. He replaced Diego Maradona, actually. he's um,
2: Yeah, but I, I agree with you. Uh, Michael Owen, that's like... Uh, but he was hit and miss. I, I used to have had, a, I, when I was little, I had a poster of Mike Owen in my bedroom.
1: Did I it come to why. life?
2: you got David Beckham, Gary
1: Lineker. Yeah, David Beckham did well, I thought. Gary Lineker, Scott Hattrick. Of course, Hattrick Gary
2: Lineker. And, but how long ago is all those names?
1: Jack Harper, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, right, anyway, let, let's get, because this is this is for a different podcast. For yeah. People who are much cleverer than us about the cultural crossover of Spanish and English football. Let's stick with Malaga for although there's not really much else to say about this game so maybe we should find other things to talk about but we'll go through just a couple of things quickly. Uh, um, This was directed to you guys both of you because when we were watching the game obviously we sort of we have a WhatsApp group and we message each other and you both said certainly first half you were quite impressed with Christian. Um, I know Alex you've just sort of backtracked slightly and said maybe he's not the one for up front, so I'll go, Chris uh, Christian, one of our better players, or, or have you changed your mind?
2: No, definitely, he played a, a really good game. To be honest, he was very dangerous. Um, I yeah. think he also uh, wasn't so uh, ego anymore. He uh, he gave the he passed the ball more. Uh, yeah. He gave more crosses when it came to a final cross.
1: Yeah, because he, had he that- always
2: he always tries to shoot from outside the box. From outside the box, when there, when he has better options.
1: Yeah, because he did have that one shot, didn't he? But I think that was the best option when he volleyed it just a bit wide. Um, Alex, I think you said you thought he would started well. I don't know if you have if you've changed your mind as the game went on. or
3: Yeah, no. I think I think he's definitely one of our most skillful players. Obviously, he's got that shot on him. It's one of those. You know, one in ten. Obviously, he scored against. Was it Corcon earlier on in the season? That good goal. But I think what what I'd rather see him is sort of playing that role slightly further back and maybe on the bright. Um, I don't think. Obviously, you, you, you've got to have someone else who's quick and can move the ball quickly. You can't have Orlando Sarr on his on his own up front. But I think, yeah, I was I was impressed with him in certain parts. But then there's also certain parts you look at it, and like Chris said, sort of there's certain areas where he could pass the ball, where he shoots. Or, you know, I think it's just a case of him getting used to his best position within that team and paying his head finding out where to get the best out of
1: him. Yeah, and I suppose he did have a a bigger workload because uh, we, you know, we were down to 10 men, which I'm not sure if that is his game, you know, being a a workhorse. But yeah, I thought he did okay too. Um, Just a couple of other things before we wrap this bit up then. Um, Orlando Sarr obviously started... Not started many games for Malaga. Scored in the cup game before this. Chris, uh, you know, is he going into twenty twenty one? Is he troubling Chavaria for that start in place or not?
2: If we're honest, not.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say not to. But he does. He doesn't look fit
2: to me. I think that's the biggest problem.
1: I think he looks. I I think he did look fitter in this game for some reason. But I agree with you. Like in the other games, he looked like leggy and. But I still, yeah, Yeah. I agree. He's not fully there. I I totally agree. Compared to Chavarria, who just seems to be everywhere and seems to be. Chavarria seems to just be quite good at everything. He's not like you know a, a wonder player, but he's you know obviously he's good in the air. He's good at coming deep. He's good in the box. He seems to have a good touch. Um, whereas Orlando Saar, I don't know what he's good yeah, at yet.
2: He, he just comes too late everywhere.
1: I'd agree with that. Um, Alex, what about you? Um, any, any thoughts on Orlando Saar's performance and his prospects of becoming a starter?
3: I mean, I, I, I won't repeat it now, but I think what I said in the, uh, in the WhatsApp uh, quite summed up what I thought of his performance. I wasn't too impressed. I think... Yeah, something about regaining. Maybe he's fit, but I think the match sharpness is still lacking a little bit and I also think up front he needs that support and you know, whether the midfield is good enough to offer him support. I know Chavaria's all he needs is a, a slight you know whiff of something and he gets a he gets a chance or a goal and I think maybe that's something that will come with the more games he plays, but then obviously we can't afford to keep playing him if he's not gonna perform.
1: OK, and then just before we wrap this bit up, we'll go to Chombo and Misnaga shortly, but I just want to throw in one uh, curveball question, I suppose. Um, when they interviewed Pellicer after the game, and obviously we were down to 10 men, and there's this issue in Spain with, I don't know, the youth players or whatever. I still sort of get it. The the chips, as they call it here. Um, but they talked to him about Juan Soriano, and Pellicer sort of said, if he needed to he would have considered bringing Juan Soriano in outfield. So, my question to both of you was, where where would you like to see Juan Soriano play if he was to come on outfield? I don't think he ever will, but it was was quite a fun thought, I thought.
2: I would replace him for, um, I don't know, to be honest.
1: Orlando Saar. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, but then it would be another professional player. That's true. Uh, So... Yeah, he would have to come on for a youth player
1: then. So like Casas, he'd play right back or something. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think we mentioned it just before we started recording, it would have been reminiscent of when Stuart Pearce brought on David James up front for Manchester City, when, but he didn't have to do that. He tried to do it as a sort of tactical innovation, which didn't quite work. But who knows, Maybe maybe Juan Soriano is the... The goal scorer we're missing, um, so maybe that's what twenty twenty one can bring for us. Um, let's get this bit wrapped up then, guys. Um, again, we'll go Chumbos first. There wasn't. I felt. I think this was quite tricky to pick a Chumbo and Bisnaga because I think, as Alex said, uh, Malaga. Well, Lagrones. I think Alex said earlier was they weren't great, but Malaga were just a bit meh, but did their job. So, Chumbo first. We'll go Alex first for your Chumbo.
3: I'm going to go with, I mean, it was it was a difficult one, but then just purely off what he did, I'm going to have to go with Yannis Rachmanini. I think it was uh, a silly foul that someone of his experience shouldn't be making.
1: OK. Uh, Chris, anyone different?
3: Orlando Shah.
1: OK, that's who I've got. I've got with Shah, but it was sort of between those two for me too, but... Um... Yeah, I suppose depends how you want to judge it, but I went Orlando. So, and then let's you know let's wrap up this bit with try and find some cheer, uh, Alex Bisnaga.
3: This was actually, I mean, although it wasn't the most entertaining game, I thought everyone you know put in a good shift and you know did their part. But I think I'm going to go with Luis Munoz in this one. I think he okay. he was he held that midfield really well, and you know he he was good on the ball and off the ball. I think he. He was helped. He was helping in defence well, and uh, I think he offered a little bit of attack going forward. And I think obviously he had a, a shot from afar. But yeah, I think overall he had a good game, just putting himself out there on the pitch.
1: Cool. No, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't really, I didn't really notice Luis Munoz. But that might be a good thing in a game like this against ten men. So, um, uh, Chris, what about you?
2: Um, I'm going for. Mm, difficult Christian, I think he played a very good game. Okay, uh, and I'm a bit disappointed in Ramon.
1: Yeah, Ramon actually, when I was coming up with my um, chumbos, he was one of the other ones I considered. He was sort of third on my list. I thought he was, um, I, I, I don't know. I seem to, I, seem, I always watch Ramon, is I just love watching Ramon play, but I noticed he was a bit. But he's you know, he's such a young kid. He's he, I don't there's been yeah. a lot of pressure placed on him. So I agree though, I didn't think it was his best game. Um my uh my Biznaga I, I was stuck actually and I picked two players, neither of you said um I think I've gone Lomban in the end, but it was between him and Eskasi. I just thought I thought they just bossed the fence and um the, the fact the game was so boring I thought was because when, even when we were down to ten men, I didn't feel like there was any Jeopardy. There was some we just felt all right, okay. Malaga will see this out nil-nil, and part of that was because of the way those two defended. I thought so. Um, yeah, and that's it really. I don't. I don't know if either of you have anything else to say about this game because I don't think there was much to say to start with. But we have got about twenty-five minutes worth out of it somehow. So well done us. Um.
2: <laughs> I don't know, but I have the. A news update on
1: something for Malaga on Aronigues. Oh yeah, I saw that. He, he can't sign for the club. Go on. Yeah, he left. He did because um, as we said about Alexander oh, Alexander? Alex. Alex Gonzalez. Don't worry, I got it. Alexander.
2: She, Alexander.
1: Yeah, okay, he is called that, yeah, because he's coming but, in. But to, we
2: can say
1: Alex. Yeah, we'll go Alex. Um, he He's filling a squad position so that means there's one less, I believe, yeah, so Aaron Niguez The dream One day, Chris We will see him play
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it won't be for Malaga.
1: No, no Hold out hope
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true
1: um, He'll be like one of those uh, You know, they have um, Like Real Madrid Have like a veterans team And they travel the world So they always have like uh, Lewis Figo plays for them and uh, I, actually I've seen him play against Man United legends once at Old Trafford and it was like Figo, Zidane Ruud van Nistelrooy played for both teams uh, who else played? Roberto Carlos but then they also have like Edwin Congo who never played a single game for Real Madrid but gets in their legends team so maybe <laughs> Aaron Niguez will play for us in a, in a veterans team in the future um, he can be our Edwin That's Congo true which for those who loved Championship Manager the same year as me will remember. Edward Although Compton. it surprised
2: me that Real Madrid travels around the world with their veteran team. Yeah, it was great. And probably is, making, probably is making a lot of money out of it.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. They played at Old Trafford. I'm sure there was like a charity game for something. Um, I remember, when was this? Oh, I was when I lived in Manchester. It was probably about, I'd say about six or seven years ago. And I remember Van Nistel right then. Obviously, former Malaga player, so this does fit the podcast. Uh, he was brilliant, still. Like he, I think he definitely scored for because he played half a Man United, half for Real Madrid. But um, the problem, and then it was Paul Scholes against Zidane in midfield, and I remember Paul Scholes not Megan Zidane. And but Paul Scholes, I think had only just retired. But um, yeah,
2: he's a big guy in football, uh, in Dutch football history.
1: Who? Paul Scholes. Rude Van Nistelrooy. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, Rude Van Nistelrooy, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, Legend. Anyway. Right. We have got rid of Bill Lagrone's bit. That was the dampener on this Christmas special. Let's go into the more exciting part. We've got our first ever ex Malaga footballer joining us. And not just any ex footballer, a club legend. So we'll unveil who that is after this. So now we are honoured to be joined by a player... A former player who played in France, Portugal, China, Greece and is a former Moroccan international. But more importantly for us, he played in Spain and he played for Malaga. I'm delighted to introduce Nabil Baha. Nabil, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you're currently over in Rabat, yes? Yes, yes. And you're coaching there?
4: Yes, I am the second coach in uh, Rabat. One team uh, uh, name its is um, Fus, Fus Rabat.
1: Well, I have a good story for you, Nabil. I actually watched Fus Rabat play live last year. I was there. I saw you beat uh, Moghreb Tetuan and you won 1 0. So that was good. Um, so. How how is the coaching going over in Morocco at the moment, uh, Nabil?
4: It's little difficult with the coronavirus, d- uh, but uh, I think it's more difficult in Europe because uh, in Morocco you, uh, we don't have uh, uh, too much uh, case of uh, or uh, die. Uh, I think it's more uh, more more difficult in Europe, yeah. also uh, in uh, in uh, England.
2: You're in the in the eighth position in the league on the table. Eighth, posi- yes, yes. Eighth yeah, is that, is that, is that a, a good thing? A bad thing?
4: Uh, it's a good thing because uh, we have uh, news uh, too much new players, on uh, the um, the league uh, beginning uh, four four games. It's not it's not uh, it's not good, but it's not bad because uh, my club. Uh, don't play for for winners uh, the, the the league. He play for formate uh, players on the send player to Europe.
2: That that sounds pretty interesting. Um, you have any big talents?
4: Yes, we have big talents because uh, we have a very very good school. Maybe as a better best school uh, formation uh, in Morocco. I know uh, boularout is coming from uh, Fush Rabat. Yes.
2: Um, that's the only player I, 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 I can name now I can think of um, in Malaga you were uh, coached by three different coaches uh, Muñiz, Tapia and Gesù Lido Ferreira. Ferreira um, is On there Pellegr- anything Pellegr- and Pellegrini yeah. is, yeah. any, uh, is there any is there any trainer you compare yourself with did you le- learn a lot from one of them or did some of them inspire
4: you to be a coach maybe yes i good i have a good thinking with uh, with everyone uh, i uh, i learn with uh, any 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 coach maybe uh uh gesualdo is very good coach pellegrini's uh, level very 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 good uh Muniz is a very good person i uh, i uh, I uh, live with him uh, a good uh, a good season. On Tapia, uh, it's, uh, it's a it's very good person. Uh, maybe uh, it's uh, with Tapia my my uh, my best season with Malaga. Yes. And and do you see yourself
2: a trainer like Tapia or maybe Muniz?
4: No, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. My best for, for me, uh, Pellegrini. Pellegrini yeah. is very, very very good. Yes, I I, I love uh, 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 the team the team when he when he play with Pellegrini because in Villarreal he play very very good football and uh, Malaga go to the semi final or Champions League it's very difficult. Uh, I like uh, too much uh, Pellegrini
2: your career as a football player, I remember one game of you. I remember a lot of them, but one <laughs> game is one of my favorite Malaga games ever because it's it's a historical one. Maybe you know which one it is. Do you have any special memories from one for one match from Malaga you played for?
4: Versus Real Madrid. <laughs> when I scored because uh, when I'm I am a kid. Uh, my uh, my dream it's to uh, play to Bernabeu, you know. And uh, uh, when I score to, to Madrid, uh, I I see my, my life, all my life when I, I'm a kid. It was a 4-3, I believe, right? <coughs> 4-3 for Madrid?
2: 4-3, 4-3 for Madrid. Yes. Um, it wasn't a good season. My favourite game, where I remember you is um, uh, at the end of the season, also against Madrid. Well, what, what
4: do you remember of that match? I remember uh, my wife uh, come uh, for for see the game. I'm uh, my wife waiting a baby, and uh, <laughs> it's very very uh, good uh, remember, you know. Um, because actually Malaga was
2: almost in Segunda División. You were in Primera, but it was the last day of the season. It looked like a mission impossible for Malaga, and um, nobody could imagine Malaga would save itself because they had to play against
4: Madrid in the last. How yes. how was the week before? Uh, too much pressure <laughs> because uh, uh, we know we know if uh, if uh, lose the the game. Uh, 100% you go to the second division, you know. And uh, uh, maybe one or two weeks uh, before we go play to uh, Mallorca. And uh, normally he, he, uh, we win the game, but uh, maybe we, we make 0 or 1-1. I, I don't remember. And after uh, we say, oof. Uh, next week we we play with uh, with Madrid and uh, Madrid play for for win the the Liga and uh, Barcelona maybe I think play with uh, Valladolid yes and uh, I, I I remember it's a very very good uh, good uh, good game and do that when, when he scored do that <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. And, and and what
2: happened afterwards? The fans, everybody was excited. I I don't know. Have you ever seen the video of the of the uh, granddad with his grandson? Granddad, <laughs>
4: yes, yes, yes. The, the, uh, el abuelo con el nieto. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. He cried quite too much. Yeah. <laughs> like baby. Yeah, yeah. But I, really...
2: but I have to be honest. I cried that day as well.
0: <laughs>
2: because. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Uh, Malaga financially was not going very good. It was the last season of Fernando Sanz. and um,
4: I, I, uh, uh, this season uh, it's normally uh, it's not a good season because we have uh, too much players. Um, uh, Cedido, yeah, on low. yeah, yeah, on loan, and uh, this player he say, "Wow, I play in Malaga when if I play, it's good." If I don't play, I, I back to my club, you know? You don't yeah. uh, you don't have a heart yeah. for, for, for the club. Corazón, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: you played with a lot of great Malaga players. Some of them, well, you are a big Malaga player for me um, and for a lot of other Malagistas. You played with Hidalgo, Duda, Wellington, Games, Eliseo, Ballesta. There, there are only some of them because there are a lot. Do you still contact with any of them? Yes, I
4: have contact with Wellington, with Duda, with Games, with Arnau, with Luque, Eliseo, uh, Elder, Rosario. I have uh, too much uh, contact with uh, with Manolo, Manolo Gaspar. No, no, because uh, this year it's uh, like a family. Yeah, this yeah. Like, like a family. Did you have that in every club you played for, or was that
2: especially something Malaga was special for it in your career? I I play football
4: professional football twenty years. Yeah, long time. <laughs> twenty years professional, and uh, I I live uh, like this group in 20, 20 years uh, two time two time on one time with Malaga and go to the first division, or one time in Rabat. And we win the Liga. Never, the club never win uh, the Liga here in Morocco. But when we have a good group like a family, you can make anything. Yeah. You know, if you don't have a good group, it's it's too much difficult. So you became real friends? Yes, yes. Buenos amigos? Yes, yes. Um,
2: no, no, no friends. Brothers. Brothers? Yes. Uh, do you still follow Malaga?
4: Yes, always. I have Malaga in Malaga. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Here comes the big question. Because you played 20 uh, years football. Um, mm-hmm. You played for a lot of clubs. Sporting Braga, Aika, uh, things in China. Do you still follow every club? How does it work?
4: I have a good... Uh, Good, connection. Um, okay. I let uh, too much friends in any any club any <laughs> club. <laughs> on any president today I speak with any president you
2: know mm-hmm. wow well I, I didn't want to ask it but you still talk with Otani yes 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 <laughs> So you still follow Malaga? What do you think of, of of the season so far? Of the players,
4: of the club? How is it How is it going in Malaga? It's a it's a difficult season, you know. But um, Malaga uh, beginning beginning very very good.
0: Uh, I tried maybe
4: very well. When uh, you don't have uh, too much money, it's very difficult to try uh, good players. You know. But um, I think Manolo uh, makes a very, very good job to try the players. Uh, but uh, uh, I think uh, we have a good group. And uh, this is, is very important. Maybe uh, in the second division you don't um, uh, no necesitas stars. You don't need stars. Um, you need players, players. Angry players, players, you know, like uh, like uh, the season when when I play in the second division. We don't have a players, past players, but uh, all the player wants uh, demonstrates uh, to to the Spanish people. We have a, a good team. And uh, uh, I I remember with uh, in uh, in the season, never thinking uh, we we go to the f- first division. But uh, after seven seven game, seven game on seven game win, win seven game, the uh, lot of person uh, say uh, uh, maybe it's possible.
2: Who is um, your favorite player, Malaga player now on the pitch? Do you have an, an, a favorite player yeah. where where you think of? Isham.
4: Isham. <laughs> Isham. Yeah, it's a very good player. Maybe I think. Uh, he has to play more, yeah. Injury, but uh, on the I, I I I say one maybe Muniz when Muniz uh, comes a second time maybe yeah. if Isham play more time Malaga go to the first division because because Isham always when he, he makes a difference I see. A lot of chavaria I see
2: in 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 the way you played in Malaga, because you also were a, a attacker who always worked hard. No hace falta trabajar mucho aquí meter goles. <laughs> that's that's true. You made you made more goals. That's true. <laughs> but but you also worked hard for every for every ball. Yes tú, yes.
4: Tú también. Yes yes yes. But after. Uh... I'm tired for make goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the so more important in the second division, it's uh, you 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 need uh, one, two or three players making too much goal. If you don't have player make goal, it's very 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 difficult. On the one uh, good goalkeeper.
2: Okay.
4: It's the yeah. more important. Well we had we had Munir last year. Yes, yes. But great he, keeper. he go out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to Turkey. He uh, received
2: the last goals last season. Yes, yes, I I know, I know. <laughs> I still have one question left. And you can answer it or you can't answer it. <laughs> um What do you think of the of the problems in Malaga? Because there is a lot of problems, uh, financial problems.
4: Does it worry you? Of course, of course. When uh, we listen, uh, he can't he can't pay uh, the players, or he don't have money on the when when uh, we s- we know uh, today uh, you need uh, too much money for for make a good club or a good team. Claro que me preocupa. He, but um, I think uh, this year uh, Manolo make a good job if uh, the team uh, stay in the second division it's uh, it's uh, important you know yes I think that's the most important thing for the Malaga most... at this moment yes yes
2: yes um, we always will end our interviews at Sport Direct Radio with one question and you already know it because you have been in a uh, in frequencia malagista already. Do you eat fish? Yes, of course. Yes? When you are in Malaga, yes. and you eat poquerones. <laughs> yeah. Do you put lemon on it or not? Of
1: course. Of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the good answer. Because on the other show Thank you. Uh, where they invite, where they invited you, um, I know. They don't like uh, lemon on the fish. And uh, oh. we are team on Frecuencia Malagista. And, um, and and we like it. We love uh, lemon on our uh, fish.
4: Yes, yes, yes. you, we thank you very much for this wonderful
2: interview. You're welcome. Thank you, uh, oh, Sorry for my English.
4: My, my bad English. <laughs> Your English was fine.
1: Your English we is better than, than my Spanish. Spanish. <laughs>
4: We wish you all the best
2: in the future. Thank you. And, and we hope to see you one day. Maybe be a second trainer at Malaga. It's my dream. Let, let's go for that dream. <laughs> it's my dream. My dream. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas. Okay, so we've done looking back at that horrible Legrones game. We've had the honour of being joined by a former Moroccan international, and now this is probably the sort of proper Christmas special bit where we'll have a a bit of fun inverted commas. But we we are joined by a fourth member. At the moment, so we we are joined by uh, Ben Mays. So, hello, Ben Mays. Hi there, you're right. I am very good, Ben. Merry Christmas to you, um, or Merry Giri Mass, as we said earlier. Um, ben, like, who are you? What are you doing here? And why are you on a Malaga podcast with us at the moment? Uh,
6: so, my girlfriend actually had a year abroad in Malaga last year. Uh, I think I generally just fell in love with the place. Um, obviously, I'm a big football fan and knew about Malaga from the, uh, when they were back in the Champions League years ago, uh, so I've sort of always sort of seen where they were roughly since then. Um, but I only really started acting on uh, following Malaga after going to a game. Uh, I went to watch them play Oviedo last season and I think they won 3-0, they might not have done it, might have been 2-0, I don't know. But um, it was a good game. I love the atmosphere, and
1: um, I've been following them ever since, basically. And Chris, you know, you're me and you started this, but you're you're in you're in charge of recruitment. So you've got Alex on board, and um, I saw your interview technique with him. What what is Ben doing here? Why have you recruited Ben? <laughs> uh,
2: because he likes ice cream, and his favorite flavor is pistachio and I love pistachio, (laughs) and if I remind it well, Alex also loves pistachio ice. Yeah, I (laughs) do.
1: So. Well, there you go, Chris. Um, you you, the guy that asked these questions. What's your favourite ice cream? Has anyone ever asked you? I'll ask you. Pistachio. I don't like pistachio, so maybe I need to go. No.
2: (laughs) But no, to be honest, you know, I do the recruitment, but uh, since we and since neither of any neither of us getting paid, um, and it's quite a lot of work. Um, yeah, what what questions or what or what things you want people to have? You know what qualities you want people to have.
1: So now I think about it. You are our Manolo Gaspar, and I'm the Sergio yeah. Palazzi. That, yes Yeah are we are happy with that Okay Although um, I think you're doing I know. that's the cooler job I think Manolo Gaspar Is the one that's getting All the, the applauded At the moment So so what is Ben Going to be doing For us Chris
2: To be honest uh, Both Alex As um, Ben Because Ben is here now For three days They both have done Already an amazing job okay. So yay
1: So, so if I'm- so if I'm Pellissier...
2: I'm definitely uh, Manolo Gaspar.
1: Okay, so if we're Gaspar and Pellissier, who's Alex, first of all? What, what player is Alex, then? I don't know a player sounds mean. What player?
6: Alex might be, like, a captain, maybe.
1: <laughs> Possibly. Um, I'll be a Okay, you can be a sc- <laughs> So does that make Ben yeah. heat jam?
2: And a defender. He's a Luis Munoz.
1: Yeah, actually, no. Alex definitely is a more defensive player. Because when you say something that's a bit out there, I know, right, we need to go away from this. I'll go to safe old Alex, and Alex will say something more practical and (laughs) make sense. So, yeah, I think Munoz is a good one, actually. Um, all lost
6: defensive weaknesses as well most weeks, So There you go. And (laughs) and I'm, I'm the emotional one. I'm the...
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, Gaspar. I'm the banker. Anyway,
2: um, <laughs> I'm the bacon
1: master. But um, wow. yes, uh, um, Ben's made a good debut so far um, with his work for us. And he, he's like our Antonin. So hopefully he won't get sold yeah. to the Granada podcast if one even exists. So we'll get back <laughs> onto our agenda here. Um, we thought as we're heading into the festive period and towards the end of 2020. We'll maybe do a little bit more of a look back in a couple of weeks' time, but we thought we'd maybe pick our highlight of 2020. So, um, Alex, since you're, I've just called you the safe pair of hands. I'll go to you <laughs> first as our Luis Munoz. Uh, what has been your highlight of this past year with Malaga, on or off the pitch? I um, let you decide.
3: I think I'll go with on the pitch and something that does involve Luis Munoz. <laughs> It was our game against Deportivo La Coruña after the restart and his wonderful recuperation of the ball and pass to, I believe it was Hicham who scored. Um, That game probably was one of the two, either that or Alcocon, that kept us up.
1: Yeah, well, you sort of ruined my thunder there because I wrote three down, but that is one of them, actually. I put the Hicham goal (laughs) and as I'm sure Chris will remember... I was in... Well, you see how well you remember, um, Chris. We like quizzing each other. Where, where was I when that goal happened? Do you remember?
2: You were in
1: Seville? I was. And, and <laughs> yes. it's was, it was when I scared that poor young bar, barmaid and made Yes,
2: it. I remember that. <laughs> that was awkward.
1: And I got her to say, points mean Pat Turan on a video, and she looked yeah. terrified. Um so, yeah, that was one of mine. Just because of the barmaid joke as well, she did look terrified. Um, Chris, I will come to you next. And what has been your highlight of 2020?
2: Um, well, you uh, we, we would do three, then we did one, but I have four. Oh, uh, for me, I, I will do them very quick. A highlight is definitely Giri cost. I never thought it would be, people would listen and it would grow so fast. So that's the biggest highlight. Um, The financial administrator, uh, his arriving in Malaga is another. Uh, Malaga saving themselves in um, second division. And the last one is uh, the whole match against Deportivo La Coruña. That felt like a really great.
1: You see, I've just reminded myself I was going to come to you last. This is how well I've I've worked this out now, because you are the emotional one. I knew you would say the giri cast, so I thought that was a good one to finish with. And I'm annoyed <laughs> now, but anyway. Um, and then I'll come to you, Ben. Um, a, a highlight you can be. Apparently, you can be four with if, if you want now. But your highlight of this past year. Uh...
6: Other than signing for the Giri cast, um, <laughs> uh, I think I'll say I'll, I'll say a different match this year. I'll probably say against uh, Real Zaragoza away. Um, it was only our second win of the season. I thought the way uh, Chavarria and Kaya Quintana linked up that game were, was really nice to watch. And I really enjoyed
1: that game. Yeah, that was, a, that was another game when I was in away, forcing random people to have patch around. But that's a, a different story. Um, actually, yeah, my, mine was like, I I think Alex, you mentioned the Alcocorn game and I considered that because that was the game that got us safe, but I think the depot game was, I don't know, a bit more fun. It was a bit more on edge and it felt like we'd done it then. And the other two I wrote down were, um, Oviedo away just because it was my first Malaga away game. So as we said earlier, that was Kings day in January and it was just a... It's a bit of an adventure and I went up to Asturias for a few days and drunk lots of cider that was fun and I think I mentioned it on another podcast um we did a few weeks ago the Racing home game which was the game where the tickets were really cheap because they had an offer on but it was when Altani had been sort of kicked out and we won 2-0 and La Rosaleda was chaos and it was uh it was just good fun and my fourth if I'm allowed a fourth then I'm it was the I, I I don't know if I would have spoke to you about this, Alex, but certainly not Ben, but uh, when I went to the Zara um Zara Goffa home game with our celebrity fan, which I know Chris will know about. Um Who who's that, Chris? Paul Gascoigne. It was. I, I went out drinking with Paul Gascoigne at a Malaga Mar- game. Yeah, yeah. It was How did that happen? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um He he came on the bus yeah. with us to a Malaga game. It was
2: Really? Wow, that's amazing! In, Ma- in Malaga, everything is possible. Possible, <laughs> and definitely with the Giri army.
1: He, um, he. Well, I'd been to Las Palmas away the week before, and uh, yeah, wow. he, he called me lots of rude names, saying like I was a nutcase, and I thought, wow, Paul, ba- Paul Gascoigne thinks I'm a nutcase. So, <laughs> but um, I wish we did the podcast then. I could have done a whole podcast of stories I got from him, but with um, we would definitely overrun if I started now. So have I'd been have you tried to contact him since? No, I wouldn't even know how. Um, it was some of the other Geary army. They like they all. Well, I don't know. Someone, a friend of the Geary army, knew a friend of his, and right, yeah. It was. Um, can I
2: add a fifth? Can I add a fifth for you? Go for <laughs> it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, because Geary Cost gave you uh, a very special video
1: oh, yeah. of
2: probably one of your favorite Swans no, players. No, ever. no, no,
1: no, 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 no. My favourite footballer ever. Let's not like downplay it.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: But generally, uh, my favourite
2: footballer. And me and Dimi have been talking about it without you knowing it for a long time. But he wasn't at the club. And then he finally was. And I think it was a pretty... It went f- pretty viral in Swansea anyway. Yeah, he's, but, um.
1: So just to clarify, th- we're talking... I think it
2: was a big surprise.
1: Yeah, we're talking about my all-time favourite footballer, Ferry Bodder, who is a Swansea legend, Um, sadly, and two knee injuries cleaned him out, but um, yes, that was very nice when I got sent a a video message from him, nothing to do with Malaga, of course, but it does link to this podcast, I suppose. Um, Anyway, speaking of legends, Chris, let's move on, they are our highlights, um, um, this was sort of your idea, Chris, so I'll I'll pass this on to you in a second and correct me if I'm wrong, but you thought it'd be quite nice if we got some people linked to the podcast and some people linked to Malaga to um, sort of pass on Christmas messages. But you want to start with someone particularly special first, which is in Spanish, so you'll have to translate her a little bit after, but you, I'll let you do the introduction. Who are we talking about?
2: Um, we're talking about uh, Busty. The, uh, the one and only um, top scorer in the history of Malaga CF. He uh, is um, still active for the club. He's working in the foundation, doing a lot of great work for uh, Malaga Genuine, the disabled, the supercapacitados, the super capacity team. And uh, he sent a message from him, but um, as he says, from the whole foundation and uh from home Malaga Club de Fútbol uh, for cost and uh, all international
1: Malaga fans. So there you go, here is Basti with his Christmas message in Spanish to us and the Malaga family.
4: Buenas, soy Basti, jugador del Malaga y ahora la fundación del Malaga Club de Fútbol. Nada, os deseamos un feliz Navidad para todos los Giri del mundo mundial. Y, y nada, un abrazo, un besito para todos y nada, en esta fecha tan entrañable un besito muy grande del Málaga de fútbol y de la fundación Aupa, Aupa todos los Giris, arriba los Giris!
1: So there you go a, a lovely message from Bastide, a, a Málaga legend um, I think one of I think Chris might have said this when we had a guest on a few weeks ago, but one of the highlights of doing this podcast has certainly been getting different people on, generally fans of other club. And obviously this evening we've been joined by a former Malaga player for the first time, which was great. So thank you again to Nabil Baha. But also we got sent some messages from a quite colourful cast of people who have been on the podcast and have done other things. So, um, so, here we go here's a mix of christmas wishes from podcast contributors i suppose and of course also members of the sport direct family so here we go with that hello giri felices fiestas a todos una feliz navidad
2: para todos los malaguistas del mundo tengo que daros la enhorabuena por vuestro gran trabajo por hacer un trabajo Malaguista por ser eh, como sois
6: agradeceros la apuesta para que Sport Direct Radio eh, sea vuestra casa animaros
2: a que sigáis dando malaguismo por el mundo que sigáis como sois y especialmente a toda la gente de, del malaguismo eh, que nos escucha desde fuera de Málaga
4: Os mando un abrazo muy fuerte y ojalá que tengamos muchos éxitos en este 2020. Hi, this is Yuki from Japan. Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, I'm a Malagista living in Osaka. Uh, I like sketching uh, many Malagasy F players. Uh, This is a. it's very tough, but uh, I believe the team will be promote to the Primera Division. So, vamos, Malaga!
0: Vamos! Merry Christmas and
4: Happy New Year!
0: Vamos, Pompey And Hoot the Malaga?
3: Hello, Chris, Matt, Dimi, Alex, Ben. I am uh, uh, Pablo Gilmora, Vice Director of Sport Direct Radio. And first of all, I want to wish you all a very happy holidays, that you are connected to this radio station and and to the Gearycast guys. Uh, Thank you for what you do, and and I hope you continue playing on this house for many years. Merry Christmas.
6: Merry Christmas to everybody at the Gearycast. Best of luck to Malaga for the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to speaking to you all when Mallorca come up against Malaga later on in the season. So, Merry Christmas from everyone here at the tourner M Podcast, the Independent Real Mallorca Podcast, um, and best of luck to Malaga. Come on, you can make the playoffs. Let's get a little push on, sneak in there, and uh, let's get a little surprise promotion for Malaga. Get you back where you.
5: Hola, amigos de Gricas. Soy Roberto Zorrilla eh, de la pelota malagueña, un programa de Sport Direct, y quiero desear unas felices fiestas y un feliz año nuevo 2021. Hi, I'm Borja Randa from the Sport Direct program por pelotas, and I wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye, Guirica.
6: Hi guys, Andrew Gillen here in Madrid, just wanting to wish all the members of the podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh,
3: Hopefully a very successful one for you all and Malaga Club de Football. Um, Thank you for having me on as a guest earlier in the year and hopefully 2021 I'll be able to come down and join you all to see a game back at La
6: Rosalie. just want to say a big thank you for featuring me on your podcast and whatever Uh, just want to wish you a big happy Christmas and a happy new year Uh, big shout out to Matt Chris and Alex jeez you've been doing great promoting Malaga and Segunda Uh, and I cannot wait to be at La Rosaleda with you next season Uh, happy new year guys Stay safe. And i see you
1: soon. So there you go. Thank you to all those people that have contributed to this podcast over the past... How long have we been going for, Chris? Seven, six, seven months? Yeah, six, seven months. Um, and even, like, those people that maybe weren't on there. So, like, a big thank you to the likes of Robbie Dunn, the Raya Viacano fan, who's, you know, by his book, as we said when he was on. Alex, Alcorn. Alex, of course, our, our second favourite Alex, I think. Um... <laughs> Andrew the Deportivo fan particularly because I think we've slagged off Deportivo more than any team on this podcast so you know I don't know if you've listened since but apologies if you have uh, Matt Rains Las Palmas fan uh, Chris Todd from Tenerife and actually I say we've slagged off Deportivo a lot um, we've been pretty brutal to Mallorca this season haven't we so thank you to Alex Fitzpatrick who is our,
2: our third favourite Alex oh yeah
1: so so many Alexes. they're all that um We'll probably start getting Ben's because we just get Chris, Matt's, and Alex's, don't we? So um, <laughs> um yeah, so thanks to Alex Fitpatrick who um who dealt with it all with very good humour and obviously was I went on their podcast and he was nice to me. Don't what'd <laughs> happen if Chris had gone on there, but um and also I think um uh, Alex,
2: I'm, if you're listening, invite me next
1: time. <laughs> yeah, you, well, that'd be more. Yeah. I'll, I'll suggest it to him. I'll suggest it to him. Um, and of course, <laughs> we can't forget Chris Pidgin, who has got, I think we could have done about a series of podcasts, talking to Chris Pidgin about his adventures with uh, Um There's a book there. That's got to be on everyone's Christmas for list sure. for Christmas 2021 when he writes a book. I think it's going to be uh, fun. Anyway. Wonderful story. Uh, 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 like, Chris, you've been there for all of them. Anyone you want to give a particular... Anyone you've enjoyed more than others. That's that's harsh. I shouldn't ask that, should I? But go on.
2: You um, like Chris Pidgeon a lot, well, didn't the, you? Yeah. I, no, I, li- I like all of them, really. Um, I was amazed by... Um, that we had, like, Robbie Dunn in the beginning of our podcast. We we had him on. That was amazing. Um, I, I really like Alex... Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, he's a great guy as well. I, I, I really liked it all. Yeah. Um, but I want to mention Dimi, who started this with us.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah.
2: Great, great, great input, Dimi. If you're listening, you're like the most important part of Geary Cost. You were there the first two episodes. Then, unluckily, you couldn't join us anymore because of your training your team.
1: And sorted me out with videos of my favourite footballer ever. Yeah. And also shout-out. Shout-out. We've not really mentioned him. And, like, you know, I prefer him to you and Alex. Pablo. Pablo's the greatest contributor to this podcast ever, and he gave us a nice message there. So thank you to Pablo Gilmora, who is – I always liked him when he came on here because every time I asked him a question, he would just laugh because he was, like, sort of embarrassed about his English. And I was like, well, no, your English is really good. <laughs> but I was quite liked it every time he chucked. We out.
2: also we also had Pedro Jimenez on.
1: Thank you yeah. Pedro
2: and uh, Albert Torri. Yes. But Albert Torri was a bit different. was a bit difficult because Albert Torri doesn't speak <laughs> English. Word in
1: English. <laughs> yeah, that was when I was up in Rom wasn't it? I um Yeah. But My yeah.
2: favorite podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the one where was... would like to Mike was asking something and if Matt was asking something and he would like Give a totally different answer. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, but anyway. What
2: if you think of Pompey? Yeah, Serre was great. He did a great team. And we were like, well, really? Yeah, I was was looking at Matt and I was doing this all the time. No.
1: But we've sort of said this is a very DIY sort of podcast, isn't it? We we know we're not professionals. As, As we just found out when we interviewed a former Moroccan international earlier in my Sound didn't want to work properly, so um, but it's all part of the fun. And speaking of fun, let's get into our festive 11. This is the thing we've been building up to basically creating a 11, a Malaga Christmas 11 with basically crap puns. Um, so we'll go through position at a time. Um, Ben's been sort of thrown in quite late here, so I'm not going to ask Ben to contribute any ideas unless he gets some on the spot. I'm, I'm asking, I do have a
6: few, but oh, not that many. I have like
1: eight, maybe. Oh, ben, you're doing better than Alex. Alex has had all week and he's only got. he said he only had five earlier, so you've done well. <laughs> um, but we'll decide together then. So um, uh, on my list, I, I, I'm just going to make it easy for all of us. I noticed it was easier to make puns out of midfielders more than anything. So I'm just going to make it easy for us and say we're going to play a 3-5-2 formation. OK, so, so three goalie, three defenders, five midfielders, two attackers, and we'll pick from there. So we're going to start with a goalie. Um, so I'll read out some people tweeted some in. Um, so I'll read out the ones tweeted in first and see if you guys have got any. So um, his first ever contribution to this podcast, my brother, no no Malaga fan at all, nothing to do with Malaga. But he he clearly likes puns as much as me. He messaged in and he said, Willie Carol Lero for goalie. And the other suggestion we had was from Carl Smith, who sent in quite a lot. Actually, he suggested Danny Barry so- Snow, um, and, and I'll throw mine out there. And if anyone's got another goalie, mine is awful, but mine is the free wise Carmeni. <laughs> um, what are we thinking, guys? Who will be we putting in goal after those three? So Barry Snow, Caralero, or the free wise Carmeni.
2: Well, I, I had one of those, but then different. I had Danny Barrio, Ho, Ho. Okay. I had Danny Bar
1: Humbug. <laughs> oh, that's quite good. <laughs> I'm going to cancel out Darren Danny Barry, Ho, 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 Chris, because I think we've got a better one of those later with Ho, Ho, Ho. Um, oh, good. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on those?
3: I quite like the uh, Carlos Camini one, or Carlos. Uh, I think no, I think we should go with that one.
1: Okay, was so a great
3: going, keeper, by the way, Sean.
1: and also he's it's yeah. So we're going to go three wise Comedi, which is cool because that was my suggestion, and it means you picked my suggestion over my older brother. So you know, little brother always likes to get one over the older brother. So that's that's nice. But I'm going to go back to my brother later. He has one one, which I won't mention yet. Right, defenders. I struggled with mine, so again, I'll just read out some of the ones we got sent in. Again, Carl Smith was loving this game. Martin Dima Christmas sort of works. Um, <laughs> um, friend of the podcast, Christian uh, Malkowski, sent in Manolo Gaspar Balthazar. Now, I didn't quite get this one.
2: That has to do with the three kings.
1: Yeah, I know Balthazar. But in Spain, there, but,
2: they're called, but they are the three wise men, right?
1: But that's I would have thought you'd have to say all three to make that work. Because it's Gaspar, Melchior and Balthazar, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But that's in the running. Um, oh, this was a good one. And I'm just really I think this was Carl Smith too. It's just a ridiculous one. I like the ridiculous one. Once in Royal David Lomban City. I... Yeah, I like that.
2: <laughs> I like that too. I didn't understand, I didn't understand okay, that. Okay. So
1: one. some of these, I think, Chris, are ca- British carols. So there is a song, Once in Royal David's City. So he's just put the word Lomban in as well, which I quite like. Um, The only one I've got here, just because it's an easy one, um, I've got baby Jesus Gamas. Gamas. Sorry, not (laughs) Gamas. Gamas.
2: I have another one for you. Go for it, Chris. Beef Wellington.
1: Right, I was going to ask you about this.
2: Is that British or is that British? I eat it every Christmas.
1: Is it? I don't know. I was, I've never. We never really had. I've people heard Christmas.
2: a couple of people eat it at Christmas, but okay. I don't really know them
1: personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: it's. I th- to be honest, I think it's really British and it's it's really Christmas.
1: Okay.
2: And um, why, why, why? I eat it every year. I've seen Jamie Oliver cook it today, and I've seen um, Gordon Ramsay cook it today.
1: Okay. So good. I'm
2: I'm I'm a bit disappointed that none of you
3: ever ate it because it's the best dish there is.
1: <laughs> um,
3: I've, um, I'm actually having it this year for the first time, yeah. so I'll, I'll let you know how it is. And I have got another defender, go for in it. case we need one. So he's you know, quite a quite a throwback, Gabriel Rodriguez dos Santos. So I have changed Santos to dos Santa.
1: Okay, I think that's a nice simple. Uh, that Santa was quite an easy one with Spanish names, I noticed. But right. we'll go with that. Um, Chris, just because you've argued your case so well for Beef Wellington, we will put. Beef Wellington in defence, I think, because he's a Malaga legend as well, so he can go in. Um, no, you don't
2: need meat, but you really should trade.
1: Well, I did. I'd... I had one defender. Go for it, Ben. Okay. Uh, so
6: Juan, I've Juan decorations.
1: Ah, that's quite good. I like that one. <laughs> Juan decorations. I, 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 want him in because I like. I would go with Beef Wellington once in Royal David Lomban City, because I just like stupid puns like that. And I, I, I'm all for Juan decorations. They're our three, I think. Any objections?
3: I like that. That's a good good formation we've got in a good three. At the back. Yeah. I think they're three
1: strong centre half. halves there. And actually, it's a good defence, isn't it? I'm, write, yeah. I'm writing them down because we'll tweet this team out later. We can We can yeah. pick a subs bench as well if we need to. Okay, now midfield, there was quite a lot. Um, Christian Malkowski got in touch because he liked this one in particular but I've got an alternative so we'll leave it up to you um, he loved Jeremy Two Turtle Doves, which is meant to be Jeremy <laughs> Two my one was going to be Jeremy Two Lapland but, um, I can't like that one um, then we had Ruben the Reindeer I think that's a pretty good one um Two of us had this. This is one I thought of, but um, at 2 tweeted this one too, so I'll let him have the credit. Ignacio Camacho, ho ho. That's classic. Um, and then they were the only ones we got tweeted in, I think. Um, so, any any other suggestions from your end?
3: I've got. Three midfielders. This is the one I was. I'll leave the best one to allow. So I've got obviously Santa Casola instead of Santi, Christmas Atsu instead of Christian Atsu, and a certain Espanol midfielder called Sergi Darda Mol. I put Sergi Darda Mold Wine.
1: Ah, see, nice. my Sergi Darda one is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone with Sergi Darda da, 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 Dum Dum. Peace on that' <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, I don't know. I got Joseph Bethlehem instead
6: of Joseph
1: Ed. That's uh, a good one. That's a very that's good one. That's a great one. one. That, that's, that's a good one. I was trying to find a Bethlehem one and I couldn't think of that that in. So he's definitely <laughs> number one on the team sheet. Um, I'll give you two I thought of. Chris, one of them is your favourite player. Kiki Musanta. Um,
2: <laughs> Kiki Musenta, yeah
1: And the other one yeah. is your, your second favourite player Ben really? Chris Massa Not Ben Kamasa. He won't
2: be on the team he, <laughs> he, he, he won't make it, sorry okay, so I have to draw the line
1: Right, okay, so um, Alex, you said you had one more? Did you or no?
3: Uh, no, that was the three I right, got out okay. just there
1: So who are we going with? Definitely Jose Bethlehem I think yeah. Ignacio Camacho Ho 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 is nice and simple and good.
2: I I think so.
1: Yeah. Um oh, so I got one more. Uh Felice Navi Duda. Nice no, Duda
2: good. should be is yeah. always on my team.
1: Okay, so we got those three, and then we've got a choice between Kiki Musanta. Um tell you what, just because our friend Christian Malkowski picked it, we'll have Jeremy two turtle doves. <laughs> just because it's random. <laughs> And um for Anita I, right? I,
2: I I don't really feel that one. Okay. okay. I want Tula Lone in my team.
1: Well do you want Tula Lapland instead? Yeah, I oh, think okay. that's better. Sorry. Yeah, I
6: think your one's better.
1: Okay. Sorry, Christy. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. It the uh, Tula um, Lapland. But so I don't... I'm
2: missing I'm sorry boys, I'm missing one name. And I don't I, I have I've been thinking about it. But he has to be on the team.
1: Isco, Isco. Yeah, I yeah. I spent a long time thinking of Isco. I thought it'd be an easy one, and I'm sure I did think of something eventually, but I can't remember what it was. <clears throat> we'll we'll we've got we still got time when we go through the forwards. You can maybe have Isco yeah. at the back of your mind. There must be some like apart from like Chris more I don't know. Anyway, give up on that one. Uh, so we have now right strikers, and then we'll go through the team, and maybe we'll pick some substitutes. Um, Strikers, um, people tweeting in uh, Picassito, and also my brother tweeted in Rudolf Van Nistelroy. Um Oh, this one is brilliant, actually. I forgot about this one. Carl Smith again. Ding Dong Road on Mary on High. Like oh, ding ro, Oh, Ding yeah. Road on Mary on High. That's brilliant. That's got to go in. Um... Do you guys have any other striking suggestions? Because I've got two more. I
6: had one. Go for it, Ben. Uh, Instead of Pablo Chavalia, I put Pablo uh, chimney Ria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did have someone tweet. Uh, sorry, I, 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 forgive me. This came in when we were recording. Someone tweeted uh, Chimney Castro, which I guess is Chimney chim, Jimmy Castro, isn't it? I meant to check that one, but that we had, did have another chimney one. Uh <laughs> you two any others. I'm I'm all spent, I don't have any more. Right, okay, I think I've got this. Yeah. I've I got... tried to I
2: tried to fit in Nabi Baha, but uh, I, I couldn't think of any. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I really uh, and I really wanted uh, Julio Baptista and my team, but I also I went blank.
1: Okay, well I've got a nice simple one here which I think is. Oh and
2: I, I had one I had one Go that's um uh, Javier Savio Hola.
1: Okay, I went. With, I was thinking of Javier Saviour. Oh, that's like but that's a bit too religious. Simple one, and this is. I think this. I think I might have to vote for this one. Oh,
6: Rocky Santa Cruz.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's even simpler, and that's even better. But it's got to be Rocky yeah, Santa I've, Claus, surely.
6: I like Rocky, in then my brother's a Blackburn fan, so he loves Rocky Santa Cruz. There you go. Okay, I'll, I'll give
1: you mine, and then you can judge it. I think Rocky might have to be in it because it's so simple and. We've said Santa's easy to get him. We haven't picked one. I went with Elfisu instead of LSU. I
2: That's good. Uh, he was a midfielder.
1: <laughs> okay. We can move him. He can be on the bench. We'll go Rocky. I
2: thought it was a sport. Yeah. We, we also need a bench. And we don't have a coach.
1: Oh, well, I've got a coach. Okay. We have a coach. My, my bro- this is where my brother gets his moment. I think probably one of the best ones we got sent in on Twitter, actually. Manual. Pellegrinci.
6: Yeah,
2: I saw that. I thought that one was brilliant. Yeah. I saw it. I, yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. Thank I hate your this. brother because I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have accepted another coach. Yeah. That
6: might actually, be one of the best
1: ones all day. Honestly, I think it was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like um Ding Rom Don Merry on High, I think was the only one I liked more. But yeah. um, Okay, so here's our team then guys, and then we can maybe pick one or two subs. So we have got managing this team, Manuel Pellegrinci. In goal, three wise Kemeni, Beef Wellington, once in Royal David Lomban City, and Juan Decorations in defence in midfield. Uh Feliz Naviduda, Ignacio Camach, Ho 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 Jose Bethlehem. Who else did we pick there? Oh, Jeremy Tulapland. We need oh we need one more player, so maybe we could have Elphisou there then. Elfisu there. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, um, and then up front, we have Ding, Rome Dom, Mary on High and Rocky, Santa Claus. And there's one other one I made a note of and I just forgot. Where do they play? La Rosa Sledger. Oh,
6: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: nice. Yeah.
2: Could we do something with Mistletoe and Isco?
1: Oh, well, the one I had for Mistletoe was Rude van Mistletoe, but I thought Rudolph was better. Yeah, you can have
2: miscolto. Toe.
1: And also, the other one, although it's not festive, but it's giricast related, as I swig away at my glass of Patron and I poured 10 minutes ago was Yanis. Oh, no. Nope. Completely wrong. Ignore it. <laughs> oh, that was it. Rapacharami. Ramani. No, it didn't work. Ignore it. And it's not festive.
2: Anyway. Janis
1: yeah, that's what that's what we're going to call the the I'm going to make down in the Costa del Sol. Um, but that's it, guys. I don't I don't know if you have anything else to add. We'll have a little festive chat before we go, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, any anything exciting planned for Christmas, Chris? First, as you pour um, the glass. Holland
2: is a bit in a lockdown, so I don't know. Maybe. Um Drink three bottles of Bocardi and then uh, have good food. I think that's Christmas about. Spending it with the family, spending it good um, with your loved ones. I don't know. Yeah, I no. think that's, that's what Christmas is about, right?
1: Of course. And now we'll go to Alex and Ben because I think, I don't know, I suppose of the four of us, I'm the one that's in the best situation in regards of restrictions and stuff where it's still... Fairly open here, so uh, I don't know. Ben and Alex, how, how is your Christmas looking? Uh,
6: quite rough. Uh, I'm in the tier four area, so uh, just me, my brother and my mum, basically.
1: <laughs> so that's why you've decided to join us on this podcast tonight. Yeah, right?
6: it's
1: going to to do, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're glad to be of service. And you, Alex, um, you're not at Hogwarts today. You're in Leicestershire. Yeah, so I,
3: well, Hogwarts and my other home, Dorset, are tier two but I'm currently in Leicestershire, which is tier three. So no pub trips, unfortunately, Uh, but I'll be spending Christmas with my father up here and hopefully watching a lot of sport.
1: Yeah, like this afternoon, I think I said to you guys, um, I went to the pub around the corner and uh, there's a weird restriction here, but the pubs are allowed to be open till 6pm and between 6pm and 8pm, they're not allowed to serve alcohol and then they're allowed to serve alcohol between 8 and 10.30 and everyone was sort of And I was like, to be honest with you guys, we've got it all right down here. And especially Andalusia, um, uh, there's not so much virus down here. It's still about, but it's quite calm. And so I I am very appreciative of the situation I am in this Christmas. Uh, And I'm spending Christmas with an Irish family, so that's obviously going to be... uh,
6: (laughs) You not order, like, three pints at six,
1: then, or something? Well, this is the thing. Spanish police, everyone... I shouldn't say this on a podcast about the Spanish football club. um, Everyone's a bit scared, and they seem to be making the rules up. So some places are being fined um, for people, like, sipping a pint at at five past six. And some places, they turn the blind eye. And, yeah, it's... um...
2: I I remember when we were... When I was in Spain, and we we were... uh, A and I were having a beer... Um that at uh, that same day out of nothing when we were sitting on a terrace, one moment I could smoke and the <laughs> yeah. and the second moment That's I something. couldn't, and then no the the owner didn't know what to do, so yeah. he sent people to the
1: yeah to the side that? of the terrace. That was go August, smoke there.
2: But actually it wasn't allowed to smoke anymore on the street yeah. at all.
1: Yeah, and even now, now, that was when did you come? August, wasn't it? Yeah, and even now, bars they don't know, they they ask the police all the time. And one of my friends who runs a bar here he went to the police and said, Look, I don't want to get in trouble, just tell me the rules. They told him the rules. Yeah. Someone was smoking on his terrace, and then another police officer said, You can't do that, and tried to find him. And it's always like, Yeah, yeah. um, sure. but anyway, I think again, I was trying to finish in an optimistic mood, but I suppose. 2020
2: We're optimistic twi- Malaga is in um, Malaga is doing great the revelation of the season for us
1: yeah, for me
2: definitely so
1: yeah and yeah, um i just to i, I said i was going to try and pull chris in a bit towards the end but i suppose one of as you said earlier one of the highlights has been doing this podcast and a big thank you to sport RF radio that've let us be on Spanish radio, which is still bizarre, um, but thank you for that, and to everyone that's listened, um, and also obviously to you guys that have been here, and especially Chris that's been here from the start. Chris, any particular highlight of doing this podcast since you've been here from the day one?
2: I think spending time with you guys, and, and the fact that we have so many people following us, and um, that we, are, we achieved quite quite much in a, in, a, in a little of time. We have a thousand tweets and 500 followers. Mm. So that, that says how big uh, Malaga is on international fans, fans from all over the world who are listening to us. We have been listened in, in 26 um, countries so far, and that's only the data we know, because there's also much more data. I can explain it, but it's a difficult. It's very difficult to explain um (laughs) so so it's it's amazing it's 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 crazy and 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 we're not doing it for ourselves because neither matt neither alex uh neither ben we know ben now three days but nobody none of us is doing this for to get any money for it because we we don't uh none of us doesn't really have the 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 strong feeling of getting famous or wants to be famous, gets famous or anything. We just think it's fun. It has, it has to be done because there are a lot of, Molaga has a lot of international fans and somebody has to, has to bring them the news and, and we are the ones.
1: That's, I think that's beautifully put, Chris. So we'll start wrapping things up like a like that's a Christmas a, present. Oh. Um, Alex, oh. any final Christmas thoughts before we sign off?
3: Well, i keep it short and sweet. Um, a good year overall. I think a nice way to finish the year for Malaga and uh, vamos Malaga and uh, hopefully La Liga. Here we come,
1: lovely and and Ben. Um, and any final message? And uh, are you looking forward to the 2021 uh, Giri casting? We can start the new year positively, and like Alex said, uh, vamos Malaga and Chris. Anything quickly? I know that's quite hard when I ask you. Anything you want to add before.
2: Let Corona be over quick. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Keep following uh, us in 2021. We are continuing. And um, Merry Christmas, stay safe, and uh, vamos Malaga.
1: Yeah, and and again, thank you, everyone, for listening. I do have a big glass of Patreon here. So, you know, I'm still trying to get that sponsorship deal off Patreon. So, you know, keep drinking it and keep saying I recommended it. So, um, you know, points mean Patreon. And hopefully, as Alex said, Playoffs mean patch around by the end of the season. But as always, you have been listening to the Cast on Sport Direct Radio. And because it's a Christmas special, we won't finish with our usual theme song. We will finish with the legend who joined us on our second ever podcast, the Malaga music maestro, El Rumba, who will finish with a festive song for us. Thank you very much. Feliz Navidad. Vamos, Malaga.
0: Ande, 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 mi abuelo, Ande, 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 ay cuánto te quiero Ande, 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 nunca estarás solo Ande, 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 aquí están tus socios Es mi malabueno Le da su apoyo, incluso su vida entera Es mi Málaga, mi equipo, me deseo buena suerte Y un comienzo de año nuevo, vamos allí, tú sí puedes Ande, 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 mi Málaga, bueno Ande, 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 ay cuánto te quiero Ande, 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 nunca estarás solo Ande, 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 aquí están tus socios Somos Malaga señores, Malaga la bombonera Desde siempre sufridores, nuestra afición malagueña Somos Malaga señores, con nosotros no hay quien pueda Y no pararemos juntos Animemos a primera Ande, 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 mi Málaga bueno Ande, 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 ay cuánto te quiero Ande, 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 nunca estarás solo Ande, 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 aquí están tus socios Ande, 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 mi Málaga bueno Ande, 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 ay cuánto te quiero, ande, 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 nunca estarás solo, ande, 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 aquí están tus socios.